Hey everyone, my name is DJ Lipscomb, and I want to welcome you to the premiere episode of Patch Notes, a podcast and video game stream that is dedicated to sharing the stories of gamers and how different games impacted their lives. On our first episode, we're going to be talking to Dustin Ransom, a musician out of Nashville, Tennessee, and he's going to be sharing a story about how Super Mario and Mario 64 played a role in him becoming a musician. If you're interested in watching our streams, be sure to check us out on Facebook Gaming at facebook.com backslash patchnotesgaming. And we look forward to hearing stories from you and sharing more stories in the future. Enjoy the very first episode. Thanks so much. Like, introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Dustin Ransom. I am a male. Uh, <laughs> I'm a human. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully a human being more than a human doing. Uh, and I'm here in my studio in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm hanging out with my good friend DJ Lipscomb, who has created a fantastic podcast, interview playtime whatever you want to call it it's just wonderful i'm happy to thank be you here. yeah you're our first like actual guest guest yeah oh, which is exciting because dale dale has been on and he's done you know like we've done some stuff where we've like he's gotten on the discord and like he'll talk while we're playing yeah, different yeah. things and things but um i was particularly particularly interested in your story because uh of how much of a role video games played in you getting into music mm -hmm. so and i know you you kind of talked about it in there a little bit but maybe like walk me through that a little yeah. bit more yeah so to do it chronologically so my parents bought the original nintendo entertainment system i maybe around the time i was born which was 1986 okay and they had i think all the only game they had was super mario brothers slash duck hunt because it came with yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the yeah. box the set and i i mean i just i just took to it i i guess either they had been playing it or they put me in front of it and let me play it but i mean i got so good at it like my coordination from it was my coordination while i was playing it was just so natural and effortless that i mean i could zip through the whole thing but mm. it was funny my mom has told me before that there were there was a point that it was like early uh, dealing with very young fears where I would get to level four of each world and I get afraid of Bowser. <laughs> and, and I finally just, I just finally learned how to like, oh, if I just run underneath this guy, he'll go away. Or if I just shoot him with fireballs, he'll go away. And then finally I was just like, oh, screw it. Let's just play the game. Yeah. And so, you know, like I, my, my coordination got so good that, you know, my mom was like, well, I wonder what he would I wonder how he would do learning a musical instrument. And so she put me in piano lessons when I was three. And then I ended up playing and taking piano lessons for almost 20 years after Jeez. the fact, you know, and, and I mean, and that's what I do for a living. Not, I mean, not just playing keyboards, but that was my first true entryway into the, just that sort of, for me, this, this very, very uh, mutual relationship I have with, with, video games and music and how they all the creativity, how they all sort yeah. of, uh, inter, uh, interweave themselves. That's so. so cool. And it's funny because I think I probably started playing games 
I remember I got a Game Boy when I was like two or three. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing that I got. Like the big old gray oh, yeah. bulky Game Boy yep. with Tetris. Yes. Uh, in fact, I was talking to my mom about it the other day because I have this very distinct memory of when I got it. Like mm. the store, like opening the box. Oh, like it's the best. It's crazy because it's like it's wild to think that you, there's this thing that you can attach such a like i don't remember a lot of things about my childhood and i don't even i wouldn't even consider myself to be like the traditional gamer me in neither sense. yeah absolutely which, not which is part of what i'm trying to do with all of this is yeah. like show that like gamer is such a fluid term you it know? is it's like <clears throat> gamer could mean that i play monopoly for fun with friends yes you know exactly it's just something that i do to help i mean in many many ways at its core it's just entertainment but well, I, honestly, I, I would track that statement. I would say there is a very uh, distinct part of it that is entertainment, but yeah. simultaneously, you and I both, and, and you know, thousands, if not millions and millions of people over time, have been influenced by things that uh, folks would sometimes say in a very negative way is just sheer entertainment. Yeah. Whether that's art or music or dance or painting, or now we have, you know, obviously film and all of that stuff. But it's like, well, but this is this is what happens when when humans are at their best. We yeah. create. We we do things that are uh, expansive and colorful and kaleidoscopic, and they 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 help us tell stories about things that we can't necessarily tell just by sitting around talking about right. stuff. For sure. Know? So that's that's what's really really great for for me when it comes to gaming. So what is so going from like gaming as a kid, what did it mean to you then versus what does it mean to you now? There's a lot in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. I well, you know, I, gaming has now that I, now that I can reflect back on it and I can also be present to it now in a way that, was very very similar to the way I was when I was a kid. It's just it's very much it's very much more informed now. Um, it helps me get in touch with that innate childlike quality, not yeah. childish, but childlike. childlike. There's there's this innate sense of adventure, mm. curiosity of sounds on computers of uh, of um yeah adventure curiosity discovery uh experimentation exploration i i think what drew me what just naturally drew me into those early mario games all the the 2d side scroller games was like it was just this really beautiful colorful world that you know i could explore to my heart's content yeah and you know as i've as i've said before that that innate sense of exploration in me uh took me to place literal physical places that i could go where i could sort of put that into you know i could do that stuff it wasn't just me controlling a thing on a screen i could do that yeah and that's what was really inspiring for me then and i think it still is now you know it's funny like i'm thinking uh, my wife and i spent a week in portland about a year ago we went to the Portland uh, Japanese gardens that are there. And it's it's supposedly like the most accurate descriptor, accurate, accurate portrayal of uh, or representation of a Japanese garden in the United States. It's most Very similar cool. to what you would find in Japan. Okay. 
And, you know, knowing how deeply influenced the creators of Mario were, or how, how let, me, let me back up. The creators of the Mario game, specifically Mr. Miyamoto and uh, Mr. Tezuka, who have directed and produced most of those games for the past 30 plus years, you know, specifically Mr. Miyamoto would go out and explore the countryside as a kid. He would go and find caves and waterfalls and fields and trees. And it also influenced the Zelda series, which I'm also a very, very big fan of. Um, So, you know, and those things I didn't know until later. Right. Thank God for Wikipedia. And it it just sort of like clicked all of a sudden where I went, oh, this makes total sense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just had this deep affinity for... I don't know, man. Playing Mario games specifically, uh, there's this really there's this nice sense of innocence and yeah. joy and happiness in it. I remember reading an interview. I think it was it was with uh, Miyamoto talking about how you know when you when you run out of lives in those games. Uh, it never says like you're done, you're finished. It yeah. always says play again. Yeah, or something similar to that. And their whole thing was like, you know, this is something that that you can just keep coming back to. It's there's never like an end point. There's right. never like a full on disappointment in this. It's like there's continual yeah. fun. Yeah, that's you a know, good point. yeah. That, and that's that's wonderful to me. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Nintendo games. It was always good if you saved your game, right? But yeah. you never. It was never detrimental if something happened and you like, you didn't. Right. Or if you died, because there's certain there were some games where if you played and you died and you hadn't saved or you hadn't reached a certain point, it was like you had to start all the way. Well, I over. mean the original Zelda is like that. Yeah. And they actually have revamped that for these newer versions yeah. where it's like you can save your progress as you go along. But uh yeah, no, I it's it's just nice to like I think what 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 that showed me is like I, it's okay to it's okay to try stuff over and over and over and over again and not yeah. get it right the first time. Yeah. And if I get frustrated, I can step away, come back to it fresh. Yeah. I, mean, I use that approach <laughs> in my music, yeah, and all sorts of creativity, sure. all day long. And I mean, and I have very very distinct memories of getting super frustrated when I was a kid playing these games. And it was not because I, I mean, I loved the games. That wasn't the problem. It was more of like, I love this so much and I'm stuck at this impasse right mm. now. And I just want to get past this because yeah. I also know that these people created this. There's more of this beautiful world I want yeah. to explore. And, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, if I can just get past this thing here. Okay. That's like my journey. I'm, I still haven't finished Breath of the Wild because oh. I'm stuck on this I one mean, boss. Can you, quite frankly? I don't no, know. I don't think you can, which is cool. But uh, yeah, it's like. I'll, I get so mad at that game because I'm I'm stuck on this one boss and I just cannot. Which it. boss? It's the one that's in the, the DLC. No, it's which which temple? It's not. They're not called temples, but whatever they're called in Breath of the Wild. Uh, oh, the shrines. The shrines. It's the camel one. The lightning. Yeah. I yeah, cannot yeah. beat that. Oh wow! One. Oh, that's it's the wild. one where you have to like. I can get through the first part of it, but I haven't been able to get the process of like picking up. The things and throwing it at is that the one with all the electricity? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that one's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm I've been stuck literally stuck on that one for like probably the past six or seven months. And I'll, wow. I'll like I'll like pick it up and play it, and then I'll I'll play it for like an hour and I can't beat it, and then I'll just get mad and <laughs> play it again. <laughs> oh man, that we could do a whole episode. Of, we could do a whole series on that game. Oh my gosh. Holy cow. I remember. Uh, 
so this is for me like and you 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 were kind of connecting the dots between like what games were for you as a kid versus as an adult Mm. i feel like for me as a kid games were just a fun thing yeah you know like and you just i just did it because i liked it and um and and I, I was of my brother and I like Dale was definitely more of the quote unquote gamer mm. growing up. He played a lot more games than I did. But you know we played. I I logged some hours on some very specific games like Fantasy Star Online on Dreamcast. Mm. Uh, you know on for Ocarina of Time. Ugh. And uh, there was another game. There's a game on sixty four that's like a closet game that I bet not many people remember, but it was called Jet Force Gemini. Oh, I lo- oh, I love Jet Force Gemini. Oh my gosh, I only played through it one time, oh but God. it was incredible. It the, was rare. The funny thing about that game is that oh yeah, that's right, it was a they rare made, game, it was wasn't it? A rare game, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was like my parents were pretty conservative about what games they let us get, yeah, and that yeah. was like one of the first teen games I got. Oh, so I remember like, that was such a big deal yeah. for me too. Yeah. But it was like it's not a it's not a teen game in the sense that there's like blood and guts and all that. It's stuff. like it's just just like space space guts guns yeah. and silly stuff. I don't oh, know if I ever game. beat that game. Actually, I, think, I have a tendency yeah. to not like I'll play eighty percent of the way through a game and then I'll not finish the game which is terrible oh uh, see i am i am such you know and quite honestly man to to bring it back to super mario 64 which is like our our the thing here yeah. for me i think that was one of the first if not the first game where well i'll i'll say it was probably the most impactful game for me when it came to completing a game it's yeah. full before that one game that was also super super uh impactful for me that i've only just recently started to like uncover that was uh super mario rpg legend of the seven oh Stars. my gosh dude that game is it is just beautiful yeah. it's incredible that's but a it, great game it's such an expansive massive huge game yeah and so, uh, similarly with super mario world that's another massive game that you uncover all these secret levels yeah. and all that stuff. There's all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah, and it's and it and it builds on, uh, especially it builds on Super Mario Three, which kind of had it's like the first overworld type of situation yeah. for that series. Um, but I I just re- distinctly remember how awesome it felt to get all 120 stars and shoot up to the top of the castle and yep. there's Yoshi walking around and I get these lives. And you know, at the time I was like, well, crap, why do I need these 99 lives? Because I just beat the game. I don't need to do anything past this. Yeah. But what's funny. So to relate this back to your question about like being an adult, I, 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 I played through the whole game, maybe a, a year ago or so I played okay. through the whole game just for the heck of it. My wife was out of town on vacation. We didn't have our, our son yet. And I was like, well, I don't, I didn't have any work. I was like, well, why not? Let's do this. So I beat yeah. the whole game in a day. 64. 64 version. Yeah. And I remember getting to the end of it and going up to the top of the castle again and getting the, the 99 or the endless one-ups you get from Yoshi. Yeah. And I went. I forgot you can do that. Yeah. And I kind of went, oh, I know why he gave this. I know why these are here. What? And, and I remember reading this later on uh, from one, I think from Mr. Mimoto talking about how um, the whole purpose of that was not just a reward for beating the game. It was, I want you to take this and I want you to go in now that you've gotten everything out of the way, go in and just have fun. Yeah. I mean, not that you weren't having fun before, but like, you don't have to collect anything. You don't have to do anything. Just go explore these worlds. Just go see what's in there. Which 
it's it's crazy because you were talking about this when we were upstairs earlier. It's it's wild to think I had never thought about how massive of a world that is. Yeah. Because you think of like a game like Breath of the Wild, and it's all the world is all one space. It's all one thing. Right. But Mario sixty four in particular, it was this nearly the same size as a Breath of the Wild, if not bigger, mm. honestly. Because there are so many levels in that game. There's so yeah. There's 15 main levels, and then there's all these little side level yeah. things that you go into and can fly around and do. It's the whole just thing. crazy. It's huge. It's, it's, huge. it's fun as an adult now to go back and be playing those games because like I I have memories of playing the games, but I don't have memories of finishing a lot of the games. Mm. Um, and so and then some of that may be because like my brother and I played a lot of games together. Yeah. Like he finished a lot of the games, and I sat back and watched a lot of them. <laughs> But, like, now, for me, as an adult, I feel like games have almost become... I've definitely used it as a form of escapism quite a bit more than I think I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, when I bought my Switch, it was after I got divorced. divorced. And it was, yeah. like, it was like the first thing I bought for myself, like, yes. post-divorce. And it was, it was, like... And I was so... I'm so bad about, like... I just didn't, you know, I don't want to spend money on myself, which sounds, mm. I'm not saying that to be humble. I just no, like, I, I know what you mean. coming out of the relationship I was in, we had a lot of financial issues. And so I was really hesitant to spend any money outside of what I needed. Yeah. And so uh, when I bought that switch, I remember just thinking like, this was the best purchase I've ever made. Oh for myself. man, you know, I, I'm, I'm really glad you brought this up and I know that one of your one of the things you want to do with this series is to sort of like uncover beyond just like, Oh, we have fun playing video games. Yeah. And so I, it's interesting, you know, for me. So let me, let me, I want to talk about getting the 64 specifically. Yeah. Um, but also how that relates to now, you know, I mean, like I've mentioned getting, getting super Mario 64, and getting the Nintendo 64 was for me, it was like, it was an extension of what I naturally was, which is mm-hmm. I want to explore the world in 3d. I want to go big. I want to see everything. Yeah. I want to explore every nook and cranny. And I just remember it, it there was like this richness to it that mm-hmm. I had never experienced yeah. if, at least to that degree in playing video games. Mario RPG was close. Yeah. But if you that, ever have a copy of that game, it is worth a shit ton of money now. Oh, I mean, I got my original at home. Somewhere. Oh, do you really? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but, or, well, my parents' home. It's not right, my home right, anymore. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there was such a richness to that. Like, to me, I looked at, when I saw that console and I saw these old promo videos of Super Mario 64, I was yeah. like, oh, the possibilities here. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up in a household that was in many ways pretty chaotic. I look back at that time at those games and as, as the progression, like as the company developed, as Nintendo developed and started forming these more expansive, colorful, you know, just bigger games. Yeah. It gave me more opportunities to have a safe place to go and to also connect with that deep innate sense of exploration Mm -hmm. that was in me. That's where I felt safe, you know, because when I wasn't playing those games, I mean, I have, like I've mentioned, I have very distinct memories of going out and exploring woods and paths and things like that. But I would also, I would also, you know, go on little adventures with my younger sister in our backyard or we would, I built a, 
like a whole mini golf course in my basement <laughs> one time. It was just like well, it's like it just kind of spills over. It spills over, yeah. and they they start to inform each other. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the beautiful things that I've seen happen with this is in a game, a more modern game like Super Mario Maker, where I'll be out and about doing something, whatever it may be, driving or walking <laughs> or or I'll be making some music yeah. or whatever. And it's like, this would be so freaking cool to put into a Mario level. Yeah. And now that I have, now that we have the capabilities of doing that, it's like, well, this is awesome. Yeah. But it's like, so it becomes, it becomes not only, um, you know, for me, I guess it was, it was a safe place. I mean, and I say escapist, but too, but in a lot of ways, it was like it helped remind me of everything that was in here. Yeah, that, that it was like grounding. Almost, it was very grounding. Yeah, and it was it was it helped me stay connected with that childlike quality, that mm. very inherent yeah. joy that was there. That you know, it's the uh, it's the joy that's uncaused. Is uh, what yeah. I've heard. Oh my gosh! You know, it's just it's constantly there. Even if even if things were crazy. It just brought me back into peace and into the present moment. And that's, you know? I love that because I think that's definitely a feeling I've been reminded of re- more recently, I would say, of just because, like, especially with, and this is a bigger conversation and maybe something we can talk about if you jump on Discord when we play yeah. through one of the games. We'll probably play through 64. I'll probably just get an emulator or yeah, something. Yeah, I would but, love that. But, like, the whole concept of how what a nerd was when we were kids yes. versus what a nerd is now. Right. Um, and I remember, you know, for a while, while I was an adult, I didn't feel like I could enjoy playing video, video games. games. Uh, me too. And I would say when I, again, like this was sort of, and some of this was put on myself, so I'm not like blaming the relationship yeah, yeah, I was in at all. But, you know, I sort of had this sense that like I wasn't, that wasn't something that was appreciated yes. in my house or appropriate or valuable or mature well or i or for me putting on on, to put it on myself i was like i didn't feel like i felt like it was selfish of me to spend time doing that versus like hanging out with the kids or or, making money or exactly yeah yeah doing anything other like adult things right and now what i've found is like i'm when i just sort of let go of that fear oh and just remember like it does it brings you back to that place of just like carefree simple fun and like i can get mad as hell when i'm playing Fortnite and (laughs) say i mean Corey, she'll look at me (laughs) i'll say something you know while we're playing and it'll just come out of nowhere and she'll be like where did that come from you know i'll just say terrible things and you know i'm just having fun obviously and and being goofy but it's it's just so funny because it can you can quickly go from like having this like childlike fun to like calling Uh, something like the the most horrific stream of explicit words that you've ever let out in your entire life it's it's so (laughs) funny but again like it was you know again it was very therapeutic to just remember that at the core video games are meant to sort of bring you to this place of just imagination and fun and going diving into a world that you may or may not necessarily get to experience in real life right um in some cases you know it spills over it can be close yeah but i don't know it's just fun and uh and for me it was like you know like i've the thing that i love to do i've always loved to do and i think it's taken me up until the past several years to really figure out how to sort of put it in a box and whatever and 
show people that this is what I do. Yeah. But like yeah, yeah. storytelling is definitely the one of the most important thing. It's always been important to me on yes. whether it was writing songs, whether it was writing short stories and stuff for school. Like I always loved writing. I don't consider myself to be like an incredible writer, but I feel like I am really good at crafting a story. Mm. And so, and, and which is where all this is kind of combined and converged yeah. and overlapped. And, and so I think for me, video games are always like that. I've always been more drawn to games, you know, like I, I enjoy like a, a good multiplayer game with friends. Cause you get to connect and stay, you know, be in community with your friends, whether you're in the same state or not, right. things like that. But like the games I've always been the most drawn to are always RPGs and mm. ga- games with bigger stories or, yes. you know, like a Super Mario, even though Super Mario or Mario is not an RPG per se in the, in the Classic format, sense of it. Yeah. but the story aspect of the game, having that thing that you sort of like, you get to the end and there's a bow on it. Right. Or, you know, there's a bow, but it's still left open, you, you know. 64 was that way. Odyssey oh, was that God. way. Is oh, that way? Odyssey is just incredible. It, yeah, it's funny you mentioned the story thing. The only, I, I would, I, the only, only caveat that I have with Breath of the Wild is the fact that I have to create the story mm, as it goes. Yeah. Yes, there are cutscenes and all that stuff, but the thing, the thing that I it's love, very open ended. It's very open ended, which yeah. is beautiful, and. I don't have the same emotional ties to that game. I mean, it, I have many, but I don't have the same emotional ties to the, to that game as I do with Ocarina of Time, oh, yeah. with Twilight Princess, yep. with Super Mario Odyssey, Super Mario 64, especially yep. Super Mario, I mean, Super Mario RPG. Man, I remember the first time I beat that game in full and yeah. I cried. Yeah. I cried. It's a it, long game, too. It's a too. long game and it's a very emotional, the music is beautiful. It's a very emotionally a driven story driven game yeah. and i think that's what i love about the games that we're talking about and 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 just like that that sense of like like to i'll use super mario 64 as an example there was something so fulfilling to me knowing that i had completed all these levels say on the first floor of the mm-hmm. castle or yeah. the basement and it was like all right now we get to go up to this other thing. It's like I'm unlocking this thing that's been laid before me. Yeah. There's a mystery to it. Yeah. The thing that that with let's say with Breath of the Wild that I mean, you, you know, people may not agree with me on this, and that's okay. But to me, it's like the thing that I loved about those games, and quite frankly, I think what draws us in as humans in general is we get to be a part of a narrative. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it would be kind of strange to walk into a movie theater for a crowd of people to sit down and watch a movie and then the director comes in the front of the of the crowd and says all right guys i've got a notepad here and i just want you to write down which parts you want and which parts you don't want and (laughs) and we're going to put them in whatever order you want them to be in and we'll just see how you like it it's kind of like that's insane it'd be like taking it'd be like taking homer's odyssey and just switching chapters around yeah order you want them to be in it's like this doesn't make any sense yeah in and of themselves the little sections are great but why this doesn't there's no there's no continuum here yeah you know and so i i've i've just always appreciated the i think more so now than i ever have the story aspect of these games and how it's really truly has gotten so good yeah it's gotten so deep and so rich with with all of that stuff honest to goodness i think one of the best story games and i'm like a 
I'm like a died in the wool Nintendo guy. I never grew up with any other consoles other than Nintendo consoles. Yeah. So that's that's what I'll reference. But one of the best, literally one of the best stories, period, any of those games for me, and I just mentioned them, are Ocarina of Time yep. and Twilight Princess. Yeah. Those are incredible stories that I love being able to unlock them like chapter books yeah. as I go along, you know? Yeah. And just to experience this huge earth, this world that's in them is magnificent. Yeah, yeah. Ocarina of Time was... It's a game changer. Oh, no for sure. Intended. It was. It was a huge... That was definitely a a very important game to me. I think that was probably one of the, that's probably the only current, like more recent Zelda game that I think I've played all the way through. Mm. I had Twilight Princess. I don't think I ever beat that one either. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Um, it was, yeah, that was a fun one. Cause that was the, with the Wii, right? Yes. The Wii. And then they released a, a, a remastered version of it for Wii U. For Wii U. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is gorgeous. I just, okay. I remember playing that one. That I, I didn't finish that one. It's so funny. Like this is this is the I'm I'm learning about myself <laughs> as we're pattern? talking. I'm like, man, I need to like go back and actually finish these games. Um but yeah, and then Breath of the Wild, when I remember the first I got my Switch, the person I bought my Switch from, I bought it off Craigslist here, actually. Mm. And the person sold like he came with Breath of the Wild and a pro controller, which was awesome. Uh and and I remember the first time I looked at it for somebody who hadn't been on a Nintendo system since the Wii. Yeah. And then to plug in the Switch and to see this, like, gorgeous. Colossal. And, I mean, yeah. you know, Nintendo's not... They're not trying to be Sony and X- no. or, and Microsoft. Like, their graphics are not ever going to be as good. Right. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because the their are games so are good. always good. Yep. And, and so I just remember, but it was like, I almost teared up, like, playing that, like, getting into that world for oh. the first time. Because yeah. I was just like, I cannot believe how beautiful this is. And just... It's just like everything as a kid, you were like waiting to happen in a game. Yes. And it's like sort of converges. It's like when an artist releases an album and you sort of hear it and you're like, oh, this is them coming of age. Yeah. You know? Right. It's like it's that that was the sense that I got. I remember when I plugged in Breath of the Wild for the first time. And even I, I would say even Ocarina of Time, even though I wasn't like a Zelda, that was probably like the first Zelda game I actually played. I probably I may have had one for Game Boy. Yeah. But Ocarina of Time on 64 was the first true Zelda game that I played through. Yeah, I had played through all of A Link to the Past before that. And yeah. so I already had a pretty deep emotional connection with yeah. the Zelda stuff too. But yeah, similarly, I mean, man, so two things. You talked about buying your Switch. So I bought my Switch from a Toys R Us that was about to close in two months after the fact. And so I got my Switch at a discount. Nice. And I, man, I mean, I... I have video of this. Like I walked into the Toys R Us and I have, I mean, I have a very, I have a lot of very distinct, beautiful childhood memories of going into Toys R Us to, I think, I mean, that's, let me see. I got Super Mario 64 for my birthday, uh, but I bought Mario Kart 64 from a Toys R Us. And I have a very, like a, a very close, I think many kids that grew up in the 90s and 80s and 90s do a very close association with Toys R Us as yep. being like just this beautiful, colorful place where yep. it was like, oh, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. So I went into one right before they, they closed their doors for indefinitely, I guess. And I just walked around and there were all these empty shelves and, you know, I went to the video game section. I mean, and it looked just exactly the way that I remember it being just this, this 
this kind of corner, corner. This corner yeah. with the, the with the characters and all that stuff about yeah. it. Dude, I bought my Switch and I bought Super Mario Odyssey. I remember I I know I just bought the Switch and I got Odyssey later that day at another store. I dude, I held the Switch and I went outside and I sat on the stairs and I just bawled. I just cried like a baby. Yeah. It it was just it it being in there brought back so many beautiful memories of just that pure innocence. And I, and I, you know, and I would even go farther and say it wasn't even necessarily memories. It was more of like Similar to what you just described, yeah. it was I'm doing something for myself that brings out a lot of a lot of very innate, inherent love in me. Yeah. It connects me to that thing. I mean, I just I sat on the stairs and I just cried. Yeah. And I was so happy and yet I was also so sad to watch this store just go this down thing. my head. Yeah. yeah. And so it just kind of comes back to what you were mentioning earlier ago about like nerd culture and so yeah. on and so forth it's like man i'm not a gamer like I, in that sense yeah i don't i've i've played very specific games throughout my life like i've mentioned i've just been like full-on nintendo i've yeah. never had any other systems and even the games that i play are ones that all relate back to mario or zelda or i mean i got way into pokemon for a while when i yeah. was in eighth ninth grade um but it, it all just comes back to these very specific things that get me into that place. Yeah. I don't just play games just to play games. Right. They, they have to have something that's going to, uh, they, they have to be something that's really going to bring it. It's a, they are always reminders yeah. of, of these really beautiful parts in me. And t- similar to what you described, uh, with playing breath of the wild, uh, when I put in Super Mario Odyssey mm. and played it, and you know, and I had played through Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy One and Two, yeah, all that stuff, and they're amazing, amazing games. But when I put in Super Mario Odyssey and I played, it's not the very first level like the the Hat World, yeah, it's where the dinosaur is. Yeah, I forget what it's called yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. It's the greenery. It's all that yeah. stuff. I I almost lost it. Yeah, I was just like, this is so gorgeous. This yep. is exactly it's what you what you described earlier. It's like this is what I've been waiting for. Similarly to what I've been waiting for when I was, you know, almost ten, about to play Super Mario sixty four for the yeah. first time. It yeah. was like, oh my gosh, they did it. Yeah, like here it is. Yeah, and I, and I get to be here as long as I want, and it's just it's yeah. remarkable. So to kind of like bring it to to like the future our futures it's like when i played odyssey with my kids Mm -hmm. that's when i was crying oh because it was like you get to sit there or when i play like when they got excited about pokemon and now my son's like the only one that's excited about pokemon which is fine the girls still like it but there was like a window where you know they were all in on pokemon and we went and did you know, we played Pokemon Go and we went and did like the, they do these things called community days where they yeah, have you go out and yeah. everybody does. So it, yeah. like we went and did oh, one of beautiful. those together and like I bought them. I got them all like little trainer kits and things like it's like you get to just like pass these memories on to your kids. Dude, and it's and amazing when we get to model stuff for them. I, yeah. I was going to tell you mentioned something earlier Around, it was around the nerd culture thing, too, but it brought up a story that's very, very recent that actually involves the shirt that I'm wearing, which is Mario's little peace stance when he gets, his, when he gets a star. Exactly. Yep. Here we go! Yep. So, you know, I, too, had had... Like, I had a lot of shame in me around video games for yeah. a long time. I would feel afraid. Like, when I would get my Switch out on airplanes, it was like... 
oh God, who's going to judge me for yeah. this? And, you know, and just, just taking all that stuff to heart, taking stuff personally. Yeah. And I just kind of reached this point and I, maybe I'd say I've been slowly reaching this point and gradually like letting that stuff go and yeah. un, like letting my true self come through. Yeah. I, I made this pact with myself and I mean, for right now, I don't know when it's going to end and it may never end. Which is, to, I'm always going to wear some piece of clothing that has something on it that I really truly love, mm. that, like that that brings out that that true inner childlike quality in yep. me. And so I bought a bunch of Mario shirts. I've got Mario socks. I've got you know all sorts of stuff. So this shirt, this the Super Mario 64 shirt. So I I I was like. Okay, you know, I had all this stuff in my brain from years ago of like, oh, people who play video games are stupid and ugly, or they're nerds and yeah. they're never going to get married, and they, yep. you know, they they, they live in their they don't work in their basement, yeah, and they they're eat lazy Doritos. and they're creepy yeah. people, and, yeah. whatever, and it's just it's all these horrible horrible stereotypes. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm going to consciously. Uh, one of my favorite Buddhist writers talks about how her teacher would go to graveyards because they were the mo- they were the thing that he was most afraid of because he was like I want to see what this fear is all about yeah. and if it's real because fear is never real right and so I put this shirt on and I was like fuck it I'm going to go out in public and I'm going to see what happens yeah so I went to a Vietnamese restaurant here in Nashville that I love and I walked in and there was this beautiful girl behind the counter working there was a guy next to her who was also working he was probably in his late 40s cap on Gray hair, long hair, ponytail, beard, just kind of like a hippie kind of dude. Yeah. I walk up to the counter and this girl goes, oh my gosh. So my Instagram name used to be Shy Guy Falls. It's about to be Cheap Cheap Bay. (laughs) And she just went on this whole spiel about how like, yeah, thank you for wearing that shirt. Then this guy, this guy who's in his late 40s, probably, probably early, late 40s, early 50s, looks over and goes, man, that shirt in this store is currency. Mm. Like, I mean, just, I love it. Love it. And he talked about how his favorite video game was Mario Kart 64. Yeah. I mean, this guy would have been probably in his mid-30s when that game came out. I'm like, this is blowing my mind. Yeah. And everywhere I would go and wear this thing, it's like this, this react, like the response that people have to it has been nothing but oh man, I have such good memories of those games or like, I'm, I'm so thankful you're wearing that. Like it just brings up so much memory or so much, so much joy, so much happiness in me. And I'm just like, what have I been lying to myself it's, about all these years? It's Anybody? very validating. Yeah. It's like, I'm not crazy. People actually really do, truly love this stuff. Well, I, and that, and that's the, I think that's a big thing that I'm trying to sort of uncover. It's like, while I think gaming culture has completely changed in the past decade, yes. decade and a half. Especially with the advent of like wide internet and yeah. smartphones. And, but it's, you know, and there, I think there's still, there's still pockets of some stereotypical sure. gamers that exist, but there's nothing wrong with that. No. Like if that's what you like to do, then do you yeah. like, who cares? Right. And that, and then that's the thing. But I think what, what I love about what you just said it and is, and is confirms my belief about video games is on a, on some level, I would say a majority of people have some sort of cool, whether it's funny, whether it's maybe more serious where like, you know, you were playing a game because of a tragedy that happened. And then that was how you like, 
you dealt with I, it. I mean, dude, the first date I ever had with my now wife, we played Super Mario Brothers three together <laughs> because she played it growing up as a yeah. kid. I was, I remember distinctly talking to her while we were just sort of getting to know each other, even yeah. before we were dating, and she said that, and I was like, oh, I'm in. Yeah, I get it. You get it. And I think everybody, most people, I won't say everybody, because there's some people that just really, they don't play games. And it's not because they dislike it. They just, they just, they just don't. Their thing. That's okay. But I would say a large majority of people have a, a memory or multiple memories that can anchor back to yeah, game. To game. And that yeah. is really cool. It has to be the same memories that people would have had as kids before there were home entertainment systems yeah. of watching, say, the Mickey Mouse Club. Or totally. Or watching the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan Show. It's like a gath- It's a gathering It's a communal point. situation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, the Beatles were considered throwaway trash pop music, but 73 million people tuned in to watch them on the Ed Sullivan Show in 1964. It's yeah. like, there's got to be something to this that's beyond just pure entertainment. Yeah. It's something where people... And that was in the wake of JFK being assassinated. People yeah. want something that is... Yes, it can be entertaining, but it's also something that reminds them, just like these games remind you and I of this innate, like, hey, everything's okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. It is okay. You may not feel happy right now, but you can feel peace Mm because that never goes away. You can always feel joy because that's that never goes away. It's always underneath there. And these things are way these games are ways of getting they're reconnecting to that thing. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not the end goal. They're a means to it. But for us in this in the day and age we live in and the age that we are, you and I have been able to watch this really incredible arc happen where we went from 2D sprites to kind of 16-bit 3D rendering to full-on 3D worlds to yeah. like now you can play with your friends online. I mean, so it's we're recording this on June 22nd, 2019. In six days, Super Mario Maker 2 comes out. Yeah. And you and I are going to be able to play levels that, if, if you have the game, we'll be able to play levels that each of us have built. Yep. You know, and play. I and mean, that's incredible to me, yeah. man. We get to be creative with the stuff that we love that meant so much to us. Yeah, that 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 blows my mind. Well, I'll I want to end with sort of because I think the reason that I came up with the name Patch Notes is because I feel like it's it's very metaphorical in the sense that we're sort of always in development, right? Yes. And and so it's it's cool to hear not only about where games have come, but like you know a lot of times how you can sort of match up moments in your life oh, with cool. that. And yep. so uh, I I appreciate you taking the time to chat and video and stuff today and, and sort of talk about like the, here's your patch notes, if you will, you yeah. know, of like, here's where I've been, here's where I, and, and you know, we're, we're at version whatever, and there's gonna be another version. And that's right. what's so great about being alive and being a human and then, and then having these things to sort of connect memories to of like thinking about the different versions of ourselves as mm. we're whether it be a video game whether it be an album or anything like yeah, that so yeah that's sort of I, I feel like this was really great i think it, it very much encapsulates what i would like to see this be mm. um that's awesome so thank you thanks oh for man thank you I could, I could do 10 more episodes of this well we'll we'll have you <laughs> uh we should definitely we'll definitely stream um to mario 64 great and then I'll try to we'll try to sync up the next time I'm back in town and I'll bring my like all of my mobile streaming stuff and we can Yeah. We can set up we can set up down here or something. That's and, great. 
and uh, and do a, a pick a new game. Maybe we can play Mario Maker two or something oh, like that. I'd so. love to, love so, to. Yeah. Awesome man. Thanks, dude. This was awesome. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook Gaming, facebook.com backslash patchnotesgaming, where we will be streaming with Dustin here uh, in the next little bit. And uh, you can catch us on stream playing all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, We've got another episode already recorded that will be coming out sometime in September. And uh, we may be hopefully ramping up to, to more episodes in the near future. But... Really appreciate you tuning in today, and uh, we look forward to having you guys on our next episode. Thanks.